from symbolic writing in Scotland's Roslyn Chapel, a 15th century chapel to which thousands of visitors had been flocking since reading about it in DVC. But the most tantalizing of all our discoveries was the one made by our investigative reporter, Dave Shugarts. With Dave's help, we cracked the code that had been discovered in the form of slightly bolded, randomized letters on the Da Vinci Code jacket flaps. Strung together, these letters spelled out the enigmatic question, Is there no help for the widow's son? This is a very important coded message in the history of Freemasonry. It refers back to the murder of Hiram Abif, the legendary master builder of King Solomon's temple, who some see as either the first mason or at least the archetype for future masons. Is there no help for the widow's son has, for at least the last several centuries, been a distress call from a mason in need to his brother masons. From the research we did around this discovery, we felt confident enough to issue a press release in 2004 predicting that Dan Brown's next book would be about Freemasons and would be set in Washington, D.C. Soon, Arne de Kaiser and I would be looking at six volumes of dossiers Dave Shugarts had compiled in his attempt to reverse-engineer the mind of Dan Brown. If we believed Dan Brown's next book would be about Freemasons and would be set in our nation's capital, what aspects of history, religion, and philosophy would likely prove interesting? What artworks? What elements of science, symbols, codes? Could we imagine, before Dan Brown even wrote a word of this DVC sequel, what its contents might be? We set Shugarts off on the path that would become our 2005 book, Secrets of the Widow's Son, a book by David Shugarts with an introduction by me that was a book about a bestseller that hadn't been written yet. How could we be so sure of where Dan Brown would go in a book he hadn't yet written? First, because we had already spent two years reverse-engineering the ingredients that went into the intellectual stew of the Da Vinci Code and Angels and Demons. We had come across the strange brew of legend and lore known as Holy Blood, Holy Grail, and used an excerpt in Secrets of the Code. I had written, Holy Blood, Holy Grail is the book that started it all. Reading the book, one can almost see the places where Dan Brown might have highlighted something and said, Aha, uh -huh, I've got to use that. I referred to Holy Blood, Holy Grail as the ur-text for the Da Vinci Code but noted that it was a book of significantly questionable veracity and saluted Brown for weaving some of its purported non-fiction elements into a work of fiction. As it turned out, I had forecast, A, the plagiarism lawsuit that the authors of Holy Blood, Holy Grail would bring against Brown two years later, without merit, in my opinion, with the London court that heard the case upholding Brown's innocence and the judge, amazingly, issuing part of his opinion in code. B. I had managed to foresee the evidence that the other side would try to argue supported their claim of plagiarism. Court deposition showed that Dan Brown and his wife Blythe had indeed highlighted passages of Holy Blood, Holy Grail as part of their research on Da Vinci Code, just as I suggested. And C. I had outlined the case-winning defense. Brown was writing fiction and using bits of what was alleged to be non-fiction from the other authors, only to weave a more interesting fictional plot. In short, 
We were developing a good track record in understanding how the mind of Dan Brown works. As it turned out, Dave's work cracking Dan Brown's codes was so amazingly good and predictive that, five years before the lost symbol, TLS, was even published, we had guessed that Dan Brown might utilize all the items mentioned above on my checklist. More than that, Dave went so far as to imagine that Brown might use artworks by Albrecht Dürer. And not just any Dürer. Dave specifically suggested Brown would be interested in Dürer's Melancholia I, with its magic square contained within the image. Sure enough, Melancholia I is a critical ingredient in Robert Langdon's solution of the riddle of the Masonic Pyramid in TLS. Dave didn't just say, I think Brown will want to use the National Cathedral in his plot, which of course Brown did. Dave specifically mentioned the detail of the Darth Vader grotesque.